All right, just wrapped up the week 12 pod. No RJ this week. I think we held our own. I think we did all right. Uh, but if you say, I want more. I want more Steve Fezzik. I want more Scott Seidenberg. I yeah. Want, I want more Mackenzie Rivers. We're going to give you more. Did Mackenzie talk much? He talked a little. That's that's why they might be wanting more, Steve. Yeah. Did you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I want more Mackenzie. Like, do you want more sex from your wife? Yeah. Why? What? We never have sex. Well, that's why you want more. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. Opportunity for improvement. That's right. I'm going to give. It, normally, RJ gives he gives a, a coupon code here, and it's a great deal. I'm going to give you two codes. So that way, no. you, you, yes, you're going to have your choice. Wow. Here's what you can do. You go to pregame.com. You can get anything you want there. And you use the coupon code GOBBLE, G-O-B-B-L-E. That's well done. $25 off any best bet package that's good through Monday. So good through the holiday weekend with promo code GOBBLE. You can use that on Steve Fezzik's best bets for the weekend, but Scott's, McKenzie's, mine, whoever you want. Any $25 best bet package you're basically getting for free. Can't beat that. Or if you want, the, they've got a week-long extended weekender thing, I mean. Every pick, every sport from your favorite pro for $99. Now, you could get it for $25 off with the promo code GOBBLE. Now. Can you spell that? G-O-B-B-L-E. Fezzik's up 19 units plus in college football this season. You That's get in it? on that. Yep. 58%. Yep. Scott Seinberg's up 23 units in NHL. I'm up over 10 units in college basketball. Now, let's say you want a bigger bite, a bigger slice of pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. You want a season long. You want a, a 30 day. Well, $25 isn't going to be as good for you. How about $40 off any subscription seven days or now greater? that's something to be thankful for. Mo better. Gobble, gobble. So it's just like the promo, the first promo code, except you put it in a second time consecutively. Gobble, gobble, $40 off any seven-day or greater sub. I mean, you can't beat this deal. And, Fez, you say all the time, you want to go long-term, right? You want to go long-term. You know what? If you, if you subscribe for me for a long period of time and you don't win – uh, blame me, all right? Well, blame yourself if you don't have enough outs and you don't get the numbers. But if, as long as you get the outs and you're getting down, blame me. If you buy me, I had a guy like send me a note like, "You suck. You went you you went one and three on Sunday. I went three and on Saturday and one and three on Sunday." He says, "You suck. I bought your plays. You're terrible." I you know what I did? I was I, I responded. You blocked back. him. I I, I well, first I I I texted him back. Buy somebody else and then I blocked him. <laughs> it's like you know what. It's like, if you don't think I can go one and three, it's like Titanic. I assure you, I can go one and five. It's not just one and three. <laughs> you know, it's ma- I'm made of iron. I can sink. But over the course of a season, um, up over 100 units, get me in the long run. And then if I don't win, then you can blame me. We had a good pod. We, uh, we, we bet on some teams that we don't normally want to bet on. Mm-hmm. RJ would be proud, I think, or he'd say we're idiots. I don't know. <laughs> he might say Fez, but he like when Fez does that. Fez bets on a team that you're not supposed to bet on. Sharp, sharp, sharp. AJ and Scott do it. Dopey. Mm. And so yet, swear and, it's and, and yet the number one performer on the best bets has been Scott and AJ. That is true. Yes, and 
not so much me and RJ. Well, it's a squares year. Now, RJ has said as much. He's like, well, he wants it to get back to normal. It's an early. Uh, it's early. <laughs> it's always like, like it's early. Yeah. Either way, I hope you enjoy the pod. Have a good Thanksgiving. Here it is. Welcome in to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. You may notice I am not RJ Bell. I am AJ Hoffman at the little less wise guy roundtable than it normally is. To my right, I'll do my best, RJ. To my right, the only two time super contest champion in the history of the world, the great Steve Fezzik. Hello, Steve. I won the South Point twice also. Are you the only one who's done it? In the same year, I'm confident, okay. yes. There was three-way tie for first, so I say I have two first-place wins. And to my left. Two entries. He bets sides and totals. No? Well, it's not good when RJ says it. It's, it's not good when I say worse when you say it. All right, I'll just say it. It's Scott Seidenberg. <laughs> and to my far left, he is the NBA expert, the only Ivy Leaguer in the room. Sorry, Fez, you couldn't hack it, I guess. I got into Cornell. Everyone gets into Cornell. It's because it's so cold, no one wants to go there. McKenzie got into Cornell. He said, no thanks. We got this course. That was a safety school. Yale only. Yeah, <laughs> Cornell is a Yale safety school. McKenzie Rivers. Hello, McKenzie. What up, what up? All right. We are without RJ today, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to power through, and we're going to do our best to bring you a show that, uh, you know, it wows you, it makes you think, and it makes you win money. That's the hope, anyway. Um... I'm not going to – there's probably going to be fewer movie references today. What? You know what? No, I can do them. Let me throw this out, though, and I want you guys to either agree – and, Scott, you wouldn't know, but McKenzie and Fezzik, I'll ask this to you guys. Compared to last season, what would you say the Bob Dylan reference ratio has been this season to last season? Because I, if you said for every – if you said for every 10 last season, there might have been one this season. I think he's like way down on the Bob Dylan references. I, a few of our subscribers have actually gone bankrupt, laying minus 900 that there'd be a Dylan, Dylan reference, references. and they've had three losses already. Oh, man. Have you noticed that as well, McKinsey? It's funny you mentioned, I was going to say 10%. It's, you, been a, it's, been, it's been a dry spell for the Bob Dylan references on the Dream Preview. Do you think RJ is over his Dylan phase? And, like, is he going to come in, like, quoting Taylor Swift next week? Like, I don't think so. I think um, a new album came out in 2020, and I feel like that kind of just piqued his Bob Dylan interest. But it's a lifelong passion. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. I've, I haven't learned anything new about Bob Dylan in months. And my first few, my first six months here, it was like a new factoid every day. And here I am just with an empty bucket of information on Bob Dylan, one of America's great songwriters. One of? <laughs> Sorry, America's greatest songwriter. Uh, again, By the way, this is... I, I'll mention Taylor, Taylor Swift one more time. I, there is a discussion to be had. <laughs> I, I do think that this is critical because I feel like we lost the storytelling aspect of rock and roll, like even Elvis and certainly mm-hmm. Springsteen. They told great stories, you know, and now Taylor Swift, she just shakes it off. Well, Elvis, it's entertaining. You know, she's got the eye of the tiger, the Taylor Swift, whatever, Katy Perry. They don't tell stories anymore. Taylor Swift tells plenty of stories. Does she? Yeah. I stand Katy corrected. Perry not. Like, and don't put those two in the same discussion. The it's tiger. not even close. One is a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Katy Perry's a pop star. Taylor Swift is like a 
an, America, an American treasure. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> they are compliments. And by the way, all those stories that Elvis was telling, he stole from the black man. Who cares as long as you get – it's like candy cap. Those aren't his as, stories. As long as you – in the ghetto. <laughs> as long as you, like, get the, 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 the game right, who cares if he got it from Nova? Okay. All well, right? listen, I'm just telling you, like, don't, don't let him just steal the black man's tail and call it his own. Have you seen the Elvis movie? I have not, but I would put Taylor Swift minus 225 an attractive level, Katy Perry plus 185. Uh, I, I agree with that. Well, really? Because she's too small for you. Uh, Taylor Swift is um, – I think Katy Perry might be better body, but I, Taylor Swift's got a prettier face than Katy Perry, I think. And plus that video that went around of Katy Perry's like eye glitching. Yeah, it really freaks It really know. freaked really me freaky. out for like, I don't know, a while now. I, I'm not into her. Hmm. Don't want to lay that much vig. Maybe put it into a parlay, maybe. Scott. Put put Swift in with the parlay. Although, put it in with France. Although Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa's <laughs> minus 500, guys. Go look it up. France was not minus 375. <laughs> All right. Let's get into things. We're going to go old school. We're going to go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We've got RJ's picks. I don't have any of his handicapping information. So I'm just going to tell you what RJ's on. You can decide for yourself if that's actionable. Uh, but Fez and Scott and I will all do our best to, uh, to, to back up our plays and we will comment on RJ's plays as well. Let's start with Steve Fezzik's five-star wager. Where are we going, Steve? We are going to roll on mighty Cuyahoga, the mistake on the lake, the Cleveland Browns plus three and a half against Tampa Bay. But this is the last game for Brissett at quarterback, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. this is the last day. This is the last week that Deshaun Watson is ineligible to play. Yeah. Well, he's practicing now, though. But he. Right. Will, I assume he will play it next yeah. week. Okay. But who knows? Gotcha. My power ratings. This is where I start every handicap. Tampa, two points better. Cleveland, one and a half points worse than an average team. The difference is three and a half. That makes the spread three and a half on a neutral. I'm home. Uh, I've got a team from Florida heading to the Midwest. In weather that's not going to be so nice in the 40s, possibility of precipitation. I know Brady's great in bad weather. I doubt that guys from Tampa, the rest of them will be. Although Leonard Fournette, what does he weigh, like 300 pounds? Something like that. Yeah, he'd be good in a snowstorm. Um, Bottom line is this line was three. I got wind that there was a group that was going to lay the three, and they did. We gave this out in the market report. It went up to three and a half. It's going to come down to three now because the Sharps are going to take Cleveland, including myself, plus the three and a half in a game that should be competitive. If I can get three and a half in a game that should be three, I'm going to do it every time. That's a 55% play. Bingo. Best bet. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm not playing the Browns here. I had everything written up. Uh, this this morning when I was creating all my notes and stuff, I assumed that the Westgate line would be three, and I was going to be Tampa minus three. Uh, if it, the the Browns' run D is so bad, and the Bucks have been talking for weeks about we want to get the run game more involved, we want we want to take more weight off Brady's shoulders and let these running backs take up some yards. This feels like the perfect opportunity for that. Everybody can run on Cleveland. And then you add in what what Scott just mentioned. Deshaun Watson's been taking snaps at practice, which can't be great for Brissett. Can't be, and which mm-hmm. can't be great for team morale because there's here's the truth of it. Not everybody's excited about the idea of having Deshaun Watson on their team. Jacoby Brissett, while the the results aren't great, you can't say that the Browns are bad because of Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett has been much better than I think anyone expected. We looked at this the other day, Scott, mm-hmm. on SOVAM. 
he's like a top ten QBR guy. Where does where does Jacoby Brissett? Uh, where is he in our our weighted fifty fifty scale, McKenzie? He's sixth in the league, eighth in PFF, sixth in QBR. And who are the names ahead of him? The five names ahead of him on that list: Geno Smith, Jalen Hurts, tied at five; Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua. Okay, and give me the three names behind him. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott. <laughs> so we got a top 10 offense? He's in good shape here. Like this Against is, a Florida team that's going to try to run the ball, and that's not what they're good at. Yeah. But to me, though, we have a team that is still fighting for a division title versus a team that's dead in the water. It, the, you, do you agree that the Browns' dream crusher was last week against Buffalo? Like they played competitive football with him for about a quarter maybe a quarter and a half, and then they just collapse. Season's only half over. Yes, they're de- dead, but they, I see dead teams, and they don't even know that they're dead. <sighs> okay, there's one movie. Re- like, Fez set the line at two and a half movie references, and then he comes out creating one himself. He clearly bet the over. This is not a, a legit line. The producers and Sixth Sense initially said, it's going to be so obvious to everyone who's watching this movie This is that we can't make it this obvious. No one picked up on it. By the way, that's the only Spoiler good... Spoiler alert. I believe that's the only good M. Night Shyamalan movie. That, like, you didn't like Signs? Signs was okay. It wasn't great. This was great. Unbreakable? And, and since that movie, since Sixth Sense, death. No, Unbreakable's a bad movie. Really? Yes. Really? You thought it was good? Yes. You know what the dumbest... I one? didn't watch that one with, with Joseph the, Gordon-Levitt when he has the multiple personalities split. That actually, that was the first one in a long time that I was like, you know what? This is actually watching. What about the village? Though, is that the one with the red ball? What's the one where they, there's yeah. the, the red? That's a the red capes and stuff. No, the yeah. village is the one. Yeah, where they it, you think that they're living in like the seventies. Yeah, that's a, stu- that's a stupid movie. If you bet the alternative movie references over six and a half plus three eighty, head to the window. No, this is just still one. This is yeah, all on one. Just, no, it's discussing one director that no, only counts as one. No, it was movie references. I Action. Got, Read the fine print. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that, I, I don't know, I, I, the Browns have won one game since September 23rd. It looked good, though. We all remember that game on Halloween. But then you, when you really think about it, think about how long ago September 23rd was. Besides that Bengals game, that's the only game the Browns have won. I, I can't get behind the Browns here. I, I get what you're saying, power rankings, power ratings. I, I get that that's driving a lot of what you like here. Underlying stats, comparable teams. Brady off a bye. It just feels like, I don't know. I If I would have gotten three, the the not only would I have liked the Bucks, the Bucks would have been one of my five plays. Mm. Uh, so at three and a half, I'm not going to buck you, but – I, I don't endorse it. Where do you land on this game? Scott? Yeah, I would only go Bucks. Um, and you look at Cleveland; they just haven't been good uh, defensively. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, Cleveland's good defense. They haven't been. They've been bad. They've been bad. And I do think Brady off a of bye and the Bucks off a of bye will have a good game plan for this. And I do believe in the dream crusher scenario. I do believe that uh, the Browns' season is over, and with. Watson taking snaps at practice. I think maybe half the team is on board with it. Half the team thinks that Jacoby Brissett should remain the starter. How does Jacoby Brissett feel about it? Is he totally focused going into this game? There's a lot. And then there's Kevin Stefanski, who um, just is, is you know, not a good coach uh, as an underdog. He's 5-14 and 14 straight up. Uh, and Jacoby Brissett, 6-23 straight time up. Out, time out, time yeah. out. Isn't a 5-14 and 14 like underdog record perfectly like like isn't that like break even 
They're t- uh, yeah, they, okay. What do you mean? Like a, uh, on their average money lines, they've sure they, they probably took back and Jacoby Brissett is 13, 13 and three right? ATS. So he's right down the middle here as a dog. Uh, I, 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 for me, I, I can't get behind this this Browns team. Not based on what I've seen the past couple of weeks. Let's hear what Dave Essler has to say on this game. His best bet happens to be on the same game. I love and I bet the Browns and the Bucks under forty three points this weekend. And first off, the effort from the Browns is not going to be there uh, in their last game without Watson. I mean, and there for all intents and purposes, not having a postseason game. I almost think they don't care. Uh, I don't think they should care. Uh, the Bucks have played five games not in Raymond James Stadium. Average final score of 30, none over 38. And as far as how the game plays out, the Browns' 28th-ranked rush defense may be what the doctor ordered for the Bucks' run game. And both teams are going to need a run game. There's a 50% chance of showers and a 15 to 25-mile-an-hour wind. Obviously, the Browns want to run, but Buffalo held Chubb to 19 yards, on 14 carries, and this is going to speak to the Browns' effort again, especially their offensive line. Chubb has only rushed for 100 yards once in Cleveland's last five games. In the Browns' first five games, he rushed for 113 or more four times. With last week's game for Cleveland being moved and the distractions, this week being Thanksgiving and probably schedule disrupting, I don't suspect the Browns, Browns score a whole lot at all. And I think the Bucks shortened the game by running. I mean, they're going to have to run, but they got Cleveland's Terrible run defense. So this is a pretty simple handicap. I bet the under 43 points. It sounds kind of like his handicap on the under works with your handicap on the Browns. Because if this is if it is indeed an under game and a weather-driven game, you certainly trust the Browns more. I, I think it's going to assist the Cleveland bad defense to have a Florida team come into weather in the uh, in the Cleveland winter. All right, I know it's not winter, people. It's winter. Hey, Come on. does playing? If any team knows how to play in the rain, it's a Florida team. Does playing it's against true. Buffalo the week before give you pause to bet on the Browns? It feels like they're Buffalo, Kansas City. You play teams like that, and it feels like it just takes a lot out of you. And then to play a team that's fresh off of a bye that that worries me some. I think that that's a valid concern. You know, going up against Tampa with the bye. I don't know. I mean, you play every week. Is it really? You tell me. You got into an MMA fight where you? That's probably a bad example. When you fought, when you when you, when you fought a guy that was really good, yes, you were more. You he he knocked you out. So yes, it was more taxing than when you won the fight. Well, I, yes. I tore my ACL in the loss that I had, so that was a very taxing loss for me. I can I, only imagine. I but I did come back. I I won the next one as a. Uh, I think I was an underdog. So mm. it, sometimes it works out. Did you bet on yourself? I did not bet on myself. That like Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. That was, you know, I love that conversation, seven and a half movie reference, um, <laughs> where, where he calls his bookie and it was so realistic. He's, he, 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 he's like, tell me you collected. And like, 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 and he's listening to the guy and he's like, okay, so everyone has paid except for a couple stragglers. Great job. And I was like, this is how the world works. You know, yeah. when you bet with bookies, it's like you always worry. Am I going to get paid when you get like when you're you're betting twelve to one or something? And you have a big score and a lot of people owe you money because you don't always get paid. All right, we will move on to the next game. And normally, this is where RJ's best bet would come. Mm-hmm. But I, because I'm leading the show today, I will pass it the baton to Scott Seidenberg. Okay, for his five weight. Where are Let's you going, go. Scott? I'm going with the Washington Commandos. And you've got a double like. This is my four-weight game as well. So Let's go. You you get the honors. Uh, the Commanders are good. They're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good. 
Uh, I think last week impressed me a lot because they avoided a major letdown. A lot of people could have said, you let down after you beat the Eagles, you're playing the lowly Houston Texans. In fact, money came in on Houston for that reason. My money. <laughs> Why? Don't I owe you guys money? The Texans suck. Stop uh, betting on the Texans. Don't When you see the Texans and that plus next to them, pretend like the screen just crosses it out and you can't even see it. Like it's an unbettable game. <laughs> All right, other, other, other people owe me money. As soon as they pay me, I'm going to pay you Okay, guys. I'll wait uh, on that. Here's Good what, luck. Here's what we got. Taylor Heineke is on an absolute roll. In his last 13 starts, he's 10-2-1 against the spread. In his last seven starts, he's 6-0-1 against the spread. They play hard for him. He's got a good leadership mentality about him. The Falcons, they escaped against the Bears. They needed a kick return for a touchdown to get on the board as well. Marcus Mariota, when playing outdoors in his career, 25-34-2 25-34-2 ATS. Over the last 20 years, that's 253rd out of 258 quarterbacks. Wasn't he great at Oregon? He ran the ball a lot in Oregon. <laughs> it's bad but, weather there, though, right? Well, speaking of bad weather, I will always lean towards fading the indoor team playing outdoors in the cold. Now, I agree with that. This is going to be the coldest game to date that the Falcons will play. It's going to be about 50-something degrees, but rain is in the forecast. Hmm, rain in an Atlanta Falcons game? Didn't we just see that a couple of weeks ago, Scott? Well, you're right, we did. It was in Carolina when the Panthers ran all over the Falcons for 232 yards. Marcus Mariota was terrible in that game. The Commanders might have Chase Young back for this game, which is going to help their already Very good pass rush against a subpar Atlanta offensive line. And the Falcons no longer have tight end Kyle Pitts to help out on offense. I think this is the commanders winning convincingly. Yeah, I'm not that worried about Chase Young because the pass rush doesn't really matter against Atlanta because they believe this is football in 1950 where the forward pass is not allowed. Uh, They At the beginning of the season, their run game was excellent and they leaned on it and it made them better than what any of us thought they were going to be over the last five weeks they've run the same amount they've just not been good at it it it, I made this I made this uh comp when I was in Houston I would say this all the time why do the Rockets shoot more threes than anyone in the league when they're a below-average three-point shooting team, it, I never grasped why that was. Why, analytics. How, anal, you can't Darryl convince Horry. me that analytics say if you're a bad three-point shooting team, just shoot more of them. That's crazy to me. Probably and it, threes if, count if, more than if, if you can't bunt. It's probably a bad idea to call a bunt. How often do we see that in MLB? You know, where the, the guy hasn't bunted all year, and then in the playoffs, bunting, <laughs> he tries bu- to bunt. bunting is a bad sabermetric play. You don't give outs. Pre-game what, what, what did Billy Bean say? Guy wants to bunt against you? Pick the ball up, throw it at first, and say thank you for the out. Of course, I, I agree, but just to clarify, the sacrifice bunt <laughs> is a poor play. The, there's nothing wrong with the bunt. Pre-game research just informed me. Bunter, uh, 1906 was when the forward pass was legalized, so I apologize for uh, for getting that date wrong. During his hitting streak. Sammy Ball forgives you. <laughs> During his hitting streak, Sam. Pete Rose was bunting a lot, and the Reds were down seven runs, and he laid down a bunt in the eighth inning, to, or they were up seven runs to extend a streak. Shame, shame. That's why he didn't. That's why he doesn't have the longest hitting streak. <laughs> you don't longest, deserve it. Longest. In you, the think, net. you think Dimaggio was bunting? 
It's the longest in the National League. It's comparable to Do Aaron you think Judge's DiMaggio record. was bunting? It was a different game. No, he's then. not a coward. He's a hitter. He's a hitter. Pete Rose is not a coward. He invented the head, <laughs> he invented the head first slide, and uh, he ran over like one of his better friends at home plate in an all-star Fair game. Fair enough. That All is, right. That is a dude. Back to the commanders and the Falcons continuing to run the ball like, like they have to. The commanders are dominant against the run. They are third in defensive rush DVOA. That's a perfect matchup to me. You just mentioned Kyle Pitts. I think that limits – the the creativity of this offense even more Certainly. because I know there's a lot of people who are down on Kyle Pitts this year. He hasn't put up the numbers people thought he would, but what he does do is he stretches the field in a no, way that no nobody else in Atlanta can do because Drake London, their new wide receiver, their new toy is not a field stretcher. He's a possession guy. So the Falcons offense is going to, it's going to get worse and worse without Kyle Pitts out there. You know, I'm going to endorse this and give out the team total under 19 points. I don't see, I'm worried about Washington, frankly, scoring in the rain. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not worried about shutting Atlanta down below 20. Under 19 points, Atlanta. The Commanders were the 28th team in offensive DVOA the first six weeks of the season under Carson Wentz. They're 21st since Week Seven, so they went from being absolutely terrible to, to average, <laughs> slightly below average, on that side of the ball. And then you also add in the fact the Falcons still have cl- cluster injuries in the secondary. I think the the Falcons are playing with more confidence now. I think it comes through this week. McKenzie uh, passed on something I read earlier with Robert Griffin III, who tweeted out the difference between what's happening with Zach Wilson and Taylor Heineke because statistically they're very similar. Mm -hmm. But the players love playing with Taylor Heineke. Nobody wants to play with Zach Wilson. But when one guy gets sacked, he gets helped up, and the other guy doesn't. That's a big – it makes a, a huge difference in the NFL, he, part of what RG three said was it was about where they were drafted. You know, Zach Wilson's number two overall. Taylor Heineke's undrafted out of Old Dominion, mm-hmm. so it's it's a big difference. And I agree with that to an extent, but I Taylor think Heineke it's, won them a playoff game. I think it's even more about, I, yeah, I think it's even more about how your teammates respond to you. Of course, it is. So, and you know what? That will lead us into my best bet. Okay. Real quick, I just want to update the weather. So, fifty four degrees, eighty nine percent chance of precipitation. 10-mile-per-hour wins. How about that? How about that? How about that? I'm going to go with the New York football Jets. Six-point favorites hosting the Bears. And this is a little bit speculative on my end. I don't think Justin Fields is going to play. Justin Fields has a separated shoulder. The, The Bears now know that Justin Fields is their franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. They've seen enough this year to know, okay, we've got to find a way to build around this guy. Does it make any – and they also know this year is over. They're not making the playoffs this year. They're dead, dunzo. So does it make any sense to take your franchise quarterback with a separated shoulder and throw him out in a meaningless game? I don't see how it makes any sense whatsoever. This is a good handicap from you. Uh, so what's the? But, but um, don't they have a very capable backup? Coach? They have a backup Trevor named Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Yes, thanks. And let me tell you something, Northwestern grad. When you put Trevor Simeon behind this offensive line that Justin Fields has had to run for his life behind, yeah, Simeon's not very Trevor active. Simeon. Yeah. He he runs the same forty as Steve Fezzik. <laughs> this is I don't know. Fezzik dropped the weight. He might be. Crazy. I'm. You know what? You might be right. He 
Simeon had that ankle injury. I feel like Fez could take him. <laughs> you might be right. You might be. But Trevor Simeon behind this Bears line is a disaster. And really, think about it. If, if we t- ran a quarter mile, who would win? Me, or, me and you? Yeah, with your bum bum knee now. I can't. I'm not cleared to run yet. So me. You would. All yeah. right. I'll take it. I, it <laughs> I, in three months, I'll bet you $1,000 on me. That was not the question. That was not the question. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, I think there's got to be a point right. spread here. Who would, gotta... Me going backwards or Fez going forwards? Ooh, I'll go with Fez going forward. I will. I will take me for the thousand. He's been running a lot lately. What's the odds? The, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, but I'm quick on the backpedal. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're a cornerback, so you're, like, you're, you're, you're professionally trained to run backwards. But think I about, run backwards on a treadmill. I don't go as fast. Think about what the Ravens and why the Ravens have built their quarterback room the way that they have. It's for So if, that the offense stays the same. If Lamar Jackson gets yeah. hurt, there's not That's a massive a great, change. That is a mm-hmm. great point. That's a complete re-engineering. The, the Bears cannot run their offense with Trevor Simeon playing quarterback. And then I, I, I don't know if the Jets are upgrading with Mike White playing quarterback. So let me give but you But I don't numbers. think it's a downgrade. Mike White gets his fourth career start, right? In the three games prior, the Jets have averaged 27 points per game. Yeah, they score twenty-seven. They're going to be styling to cover. Oh this my one. god! Yeah, the Jets are six and four. They're great on defense. The only games they've lost since week three are against Bill Belichick. Like they, Bill Belichick is going to make young quarterbacks look really dumb. Okay, it, they they held the Bills to seventeen. They held the Dolphins to seventeen. The market's telling you. That feels that is not playing. I agree. This, this line jumped from four and a half up to six and uh, up to six and a half today. So I don't so think it I matters. Agree. But Mike White, Zach Wilson, Joe, Fl- it's going to be Mike White. I don't think Joe Flacco. I don't think it no, matters. Remember, Mike White was the quarterback when the Jets beat the Bengals last year. Yeah, and, they, and they've threw, announced he, that it's Mike threw, White. He threw for four hundred and five yards and three touchdowns in that game. They've announced that it's Mike White. I don't think the Bears' defense is bad. Mike White can put up some points on them, but I think the Bears' offense is going to be a disaster. I'm going to look at team total under. I'm going to look at sacks, a sacks prop on uh, Trevor Simeon. because yeah, I like all this. Behind that offensive line, he is going to be dead in the water. So Jets minus six, my, uh, my five weight. The one thing I would say is I'd caution you against playing any fantasy Bears under because now that Fields isn't going to get these yards – they, someone's even though the Bears are going to get fifty fewer yards, everyone else is going to get fifty more yards because Fields isn't going to run for ninety. I agree with that. In fact, I might look at some of the the Bears overs, like running backs, guys that, because they'll be set based on season long averages. Yes, and the market will not be optimistic about the offense and probably not bump them up, and they and they should. The, yeah. the wide receivers. Yeah. All right, moving on to R.J. Bell's five-weight game. He's going all the way to Monday night football. He's going with the Indianapolis Colts, minus two and a half, hosting his Pittsburgh Steelers. He's fading the Steelers on Monday night football. Tomlin is a dog. He's fading it all. What says Steve Fezzik? No dog in the fight. I've got Indianapolis two points better. Yeah, with home field, I make them three, so I actually would lean to Indianapolis. Um, but it would just be a lean. It sure feels like this game's going to be like 19 to 17 or 17 to 13. Well, the Colts are last in offensive DVOA in the NFL. Hmm. And, and But here's something interesting about Mike Tomlin's record. Forget about it as an underdog. At night, Mike Tomlin's record in night games. 6 and 12 ATS Ooh. since 2019. In that span, 
That's the second worst record of any coach in the NFL since Damn. 2019 in night games. Real? What are the Vikings? They'd I don't have last. those numbers. They <laughs> might be last. I just have the cousins. But, but, but again, that would be two different head coaches. So maybe, or whatever. Yes. We have to look at maybe Mike Zimmer's record. But yeah. since 2019, Mike Tomlin, 6 and 12 ATS in night games. I, I lean to the Steelers here. Of course, I, I liked the Steelers last week. They were my best bet, and they lost. Uh, so, I, but they've still shown new life since TJ Watt returned. And the Steelers, in the three games that they've had TJ Watt, are the fifth best defense per DVOA. Hmm. And if you scroll down all the way down on PFF under uh, pass blocking, all the way down at 29th, you'll find the Indianapolis Colts, who have allowed the most sacks in the NFL this season. Shouldn't we just play sacks over like four and a half and even up to five in this game? That might be the move there. So I think Matt I think Matt Ryan's in trouble all day. And remember those sack numbers, some of those were with, with Ellinger who can move around a little bit. Matt Ryan can't move. I, I think I think was leading Watt the NFL after and him. sacked, fumbled, interceptions. Yeah. yeah. So I, I triple lean, double. I lean to the Steelers here. <laughs> I I get that the Colts have shown some new life. It feels like the Steelers have too. They feel like a different team the last couple of weeks. Even in a loss against Cincinnati last week, they they had a good showing. So uh, I I'm not pressing a button on RJ, but I certainly lean the other side. All right, Fez, your four weight game. Four weight Kansas City Chiefs minus fourteen and a half. This, this is a huge. Number. This is not a typical Fezic play. This is. An AJ Hoffman 2021 play. This is a great bet. Okay, I be, I, I bet this. I have. I now it's true. I bought down to 13 half minus 30, but it's the same thing. Okay, all right. Um, this is a no brainer. I have the best team in the NFL at home late in the year against the worst team in the NFL, and I'm only laying 14 and a half. And you, when you say the worst team in the NFL, that's assuming Bryce Perkins at quarterback that's, versus Matt Stafford. That that's wrong. Stafford won't be there. So by the way. Bryce Perkins, Bryce Perkins with the Rams is better than the Texans. I, have I them, want you to I have admit them, that. I, no, I have them equal. I have the two teams. That's equal. what's wrong. Well, now that Kyle Allen's starting for the for the Texans, that that's a good point. But I don't know if the, the, the Texans might get a bump up in, in attitude. But I went there before with a Kyle Allen game and got my ass kicked. So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Like a, t- a team with Aaron Donald on the team is not worse than the Texans. I don't care who's playing. Court. I don't. Do you think Aaron Donald is like right now talking about how he's got to like really step it up for his legacy to like play no, all out? But let's okay. Let's let's talk about the guy on the Texans who would be a comp to Aaron Donald and what he's thinking right now. Oh, that's right. There isn't one. Mm-hmm. They have no good players. They're the worst team. They've got lots of mediocre players. No, they don't. They don't. No, the they beginning have, of the year they signed all kinds. They have of a couple mediocre players. All right, not a lot. But but Football Outsiders said they'd win seven and a half. Games. That's true. They were very very wrong. Well, they. To be fair, Football Outsider says every team is going to win at least six and a half games each and every year. Every team is projected seven to ten wins. And, like, I'm still – I sent them an email. They ignored it. Okay. I'll, let me give you my qualms on the Chiefs here as big favorites. They've been favored by double digits only one time this season, mm-hmm. and that was against the Titans, a non-cover, an overtime game. They're one in four ATS at home. I know everybody says Kansas City's got a great home field advantage. I tend to think they do – but I think that it's it's always very priced into the number. Mm-hmm. That, that's the one and four. And then there's a big game on deck for Kansas City at Cincinnati. They just played at the Chargers. 
playing the Rams, who are a dead team, without their starting quarterback, this feels like a very natural letdown spot, doesn't it? Against the defending Super Bowl champions? A, a non-playoff team, a dead team. Yeah, but They're still is, wearing the helmets, right? Yeah, this is this is still – I kind of agree with that take, Fez, because this is still the chance the Chiefs didn't get last year. They're not playing the Carolina Panthers. They're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. And the fans in that stadium feel that way. The fans in the stadium don't say, hey, it's Bryce Perkins. The fans in the stadium say it's the Rams, the Super Bowl champions. These are the Rams being led to the slaughter like Custer at the little big horn. <laughs> this is uh, – let me put it this way. When it hits 17 and a half right before it kicks off, maybe by the Rams, maybe I play back and then I'm like, and then I can have some nice confetti for, um, I can, I can, I can use for the holidays to put my packaging in. Okay. Well, that's very, that's very uh, kind of, yeah, I don't have a great take on this game one way or the other. Uh, I just, bold prediction. You, you will get 17 on this game. Oh, really? You bold think it's going to go up that much? So this Anyone is. You want to bet me? I bet you. I, I, I can show you a ticket plus 17 lay a dollar 10. No, I don't. I don't want to. So bet we you. got You're a master. 14 and a half. I agree. If the contest comes around, certainly 14 and a half is going to be the way to go. All right, Scott, where are you going with your four weight game? So I'm going to go uh, with the L.A. Chargers, and I got to be honest. I thought you'd be on this, AJ. You are going against the Chargers. No, that's RJ pushing the button, RJ actually. That's Chargers. This is also his four-weight game. Mm. He's on Arizona. I don't know why, uh, but I'll go ahead and let's go ahead and hear your, your Here, side for the, here's uh, the what Chargers. I, here's what I watched last week with the Arizona uh, Cardinals. They quit. They absolutely quit. On that George Kittle touchdown at, in the fourth quarter, the guys in the secondary didn't even try to tackle him. They got blocked down the field. They didn't even try. Troy Aikman commented on it. He said it was embarrassing. He said these guys quit. They, they they just that they had no. The game was over. They just wanted that game to be over. With Keenan Allen back, the offense looked different for the Chargers. And this is the biggest point of it all, and it's a theme because I'm also betting against the other team that was in that game mm. on Monday night. It, I, of let the, me ask you this. Of the um, six teams that have played in Mexico City ooh. and came back without a bye week, they were dominated in the second half of their next games, 81-44. In the fourth quarter, those teams outscored 63-24, to meaning fatigue set in later in the game. You're coming from massive elevation. This isn't Denver. This is higher than Denver. You just played a whole game there. Now on a short week, you're coming back to play another game? I, I just can't see it. I, I can't back those teams. I'm fading both of them. Don't, like, Olympic athletes train in altitude so they can kick butt in the Olympics? Yeah. Maybe they. Maybe this is more long-term than uh, I would think so. Yes. Um, it's very interesting. And I think you know, just a whole disruption of your, your entire schedule for the week. Oftentimes – like if you're not working out properly for a week, you might mm-hmm. have your best performance that week. Plus, like I don't care who's going to be a quarterback. I don't know if it's Kyler Murray. I don't know if it's. It looks Trace like it's going to be sorely. It looks like it is going to be Kyler Murray. Well, who cares? It's even better. Yeah, it's interesting because the fact that Kyler Murray is able to play, I'm, I'm, I upgraded Arizona by a point. But then the more I thought about, it, the more I'm like, boy. I don't really want Kyler Murray if he's not willing to run. You know, I'd much rather have, you know, their other guys. So maybe Kyler Murray is not affected because he didn't play in the altitude last week, but the rest of that team did. And you know who had a tough time last week? That secondary. Everybody. That secondary running after Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. 
and now they're going to have to chase down Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler? And you're laying three. You're not laying three and a half anymore. It went from three and a half to three. And, and this, I want to pull and back. Know, and we know the, 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 the Cardinals don't win at home. <laughs> Terrible home field advantage. Well, let me pull back the curtain because this is a really important concept. In college, if a line goes from two and a half to three or three to two and a half, it, it somewhat applies, but it really applies in the NFL. It is almost never correct when a line moves off of the three to like play. Like you hear all the time, people say, "Oh, the minus three and a half is a good bet," and I don't disagree with that. That the minus three and a half can be can be okay. That's one that was minus three and a half all week long. All right. Right. If the line's three all year all week long and it goes to three and a half, or in this case, it's three and a half and now it goes to three. You got to be out of your mind to take plus three. You're never going to win playing that way, you know. And, and the best, the poster child for that, look last week. Um, Rams plus three closes two. The Rams were four. Rams don't cover. Bears plus three closes two. Bears they lose by three. I mean, it's 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 like, you know, just following what other people have bet, unless you like pass post and you know say you've got it in in your pocket. You know, the 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 the, the plus three and a half. Um, you need three and a half if, if, if you're going to bet Arizona. You didn't need three. It's not enough. I mean, Arizona's bad. Yeah. The Chargers are a playoff contender. I agree. And that, that that's my biggest point is I know everybody's saying, well, the Chargers stink. They're in, are the Chargers what was expected of them? No. But they're five and five in a year where 500 gets you into the playoffs. Is there a wide receiver like, out again? Uh, one of them is. Mike Williams, Williams is going to be out again. Keenan Allen's back. playing, though. Guys are like that movie. And, um, what, 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 that, that, that M. Night Shyamalan movie about the guy that has all the bones broken. And, and the Chargers right now <laughs> it's are... It's unbreakable, as you uh, mentioned earlier. The Chargers are right in the mix for a wild card spot. Yeah. They, they still have a lot to play for here. And, and the last two weeks show it. They played against San Francisco and KC the last two weeks. Very competitive in both games. Mm-hmm. Where are San Francisco and Kansas City power rated for you, Fez? Kansas City's number one. They San Francisco's what, three? Three. There yeah. you go. So you're play, they played the no, last two correction. weeks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, tied for second. Okay. Buffalo. So the last the last two games, the Chargers have played one score games against your two best teams in the league. Now that's strong. And here they get the Arizona Cardinals, who are a dead cat in the street. They, I mean, they are done, dead, done. Arizona's given up over 30 points per game They're in their last birds, five games. So. A dead bird in the street, then. That's yes. fine, too. There was one outside the office today. Oh. Did you pick it up? No. Throw it in the trash. Could, it, have, could have disease. Yeah. Wear a glove. We're out here. You risk COVID every day. You can you can have that bird disease, bird flu. What, what date is the vigil, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I got a shoebox in the car. I just think with this char- the Chargers team still fighting, still at 5-5 five and five with a legit shot at the playoffs, Arizona dead. We all know Arizona's second half of the season. We want to fade anyway. The Cardinals have no home field advantage, so give me give me the Chargers here. I, I, I'm on. And you Scott's want the char- the Chargers have no home field advantage. So when you bet the if you're going to bet the Chargers, bet, them on, bet the them on the road. That's yes. right. So Chargers minus three. RJ on the other side of this one, he would be here. He'd probably have a lot better arguments for Arizona than any of us have. I'm going to give his argument. Okay. I'm, I, I strongly feel this way because RJ does a ton of research and 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 gets the feedback from other people, and other people made all the the, the case to take the plus three and a half, and RJ respects them and 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 looked into that, and he's and it makes a lot of sense. But the line isn't three and a half anymore. That changes everything. I I agree, uh, and I mean that's that changed my whole mind on Tampa Bay Cleveland. Yeah, like if, if I could have had Tampa minus three, I would I would push the button on you. And I'm guessing if if it was Cleveland plus three, it's not even on your five, is it? 
I lean Tampa. Yeah. It's so like, it's like instead of a 55 percent bet on Tampa, it's like a 51 percent bet on the other guy. Yeah, I, this is a, a, a numbers thing. Uh, and this Arizona is not enough of a number for me to want them. All right. Here we go. This is a quadruple like. <laughs> this is amazing. This is R.J. Bell's three weight. Well, by the way, my four weight was the commanders. That's why we didn't get to mm-hmm. it. Uh, R.J. Bell's three weight. My three weight. Scott Seidenberg's three weight and Steve Fezzik's one weight. The Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half. Scott, I'll let you go first. All right. Let's start with uh, Geno Smith, who um, right now in our quarterback composite is one, two, Sixth. three, four, I think fifth in our Might composite be tied for rankings. He's one spot ahead of uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. You realize that if he through his next 150 passes incomplete, he'd still have a higher QBR than Zach Wilson. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw that stat today online, and I just couldn't help but laugh. Uh, the Seahawks are coming off of a bye. I really like this team coming off of a bye and and really getting ready for what should be a, a real solid playoff push for the rest of this year. Pete Carroll, after a loss is a very good coach to back. 64% ATS after a loss. 44-25-4, including 3-0 this season after a loss. I feel like this is a buy-low, sell-high point, which is you're selling high on the Raiders after the win last week, and you're buying low uh, seeing the Seahawks lose on a standalone game in Germany, albeit against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Geno Smith, 11-4 and four ATS in his last 15 starts, going back to 2016. And Derek Carr on the road. Yes, they got the road win last week in Denver. Congratulations. Now he improves to 18-28-1 ATS on the road since 2017. That's 112th out of 113 qualified quarterbacks in that time span. Denver was my three-star last week. I'm not bitter. Fuck you, Denver. (laughs) Oh, wow. Vegas, I'll give you some AJ stats here. Vegas ranks dead last in the NFL in DVOA defensively, and they are dead last against the pass in EPA. Uh, While I agree with those stats, and of course I have those stats in my notes, but That's why I said I was going to give eight thank stats. You. Uh, we get Seattle off a bye after a disappointing performance in Germany, which, listen, what's going to throw off your routine more than traveling across the ocean to go play? Across the know, country a, and across the ocean. Yeah. So I get – if you it, before that – Bad sex with the foreigner. Before that – well, that's what happened with the Arizona coach that got fired, or at least he tried to get some uh, some some sex with yeah. in, in Mexico, and he got shit canned for it. Is that right? For groping you know, some woman, you for know, groping a senorita. No, in Espanol. Yeah. It's also no in English. Still no. It's still no. Zero. <laughs> Punto zero. Uh, but listen, before that, the Seahawks had won four straight games by double digits. Yeah, they were the darlings of the NFL. And I still believe Seattle is a good team. I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're a good team. I agree. I've got Seattle my 12th rated team. This is my power rating play of the week. So I'm on this as a three-weight. I have Seattle one point better than an average team. I think 12th best in the NFL. I think I'm right with everybody else. Yep. And I've got the Raiders 24th, and I think I'm right there with everybody else. So why? if Seattle's You might be higher than some people in fact. And and arguably 
the best home field, one of the exactly. best home fields in the NFL. So yeah. if I have a three-point home field and I got a much better team, how is this line only three and a half, Scott? What's going on? It's it's the recency bias. It it's is. The Seahawks it's the Raiders that, off a win. It's the Raiders off the win last night. What was the look-ahead line? A, a and the coin flip coming overtime win. What was the look-ahead in this because game, Because if, if it's a recency bias, it should show up in the look-ahead dropping, and I don't think it did. Well, the essence. and, you know, it's funny because this because Seahawks are off a bye. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this would have been two weeks ago. Seattle was minus three in the look-ahead open. Okay, and now they're minus three and a half. I, I Why the hell didn't we bet that? I don't know. What was it two? People at, did, because by look-ahead close, it was three and a half. I think, so. I, I, think I actually did bet it. Oh, <laughs> Steve doesn't even know what he's got. I, 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 Check your phone. It's plus EV, whatever he bet. Well, by the know. way, last week's win, that overtime win against Denver, that was their first road win this season. <laughs> yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. So now, after a game at elevation, we're gonna an overtime game at elevation. Mm-hmm. We're gonna ask him to go to Seattle and, and play even, in one of the toughest oh. spots. <laughs> What's it say? He's got so much pending right now. Oh. How do you go through all this stuff? Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> Is there a search I, function? I, I, I've, I've, got, I've got I've got like well into the six figures in, so in, many in, tickets, in one like, how, and pending. It's like, well, Feds, do you have a bet on that team? Who the hell? Undecided. Knows? Oh, how do you boy. Do? <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's an outrageous number. Yeah. What? No, it's outrageous. Is I'm broke basically. I got nothing left to play. Well, yeah. Account, and yeah. I've got like like night. I've got literally ninety eight percent of my funds are tied up right now. But like Jeez. you couldn't even. It would take you forever to go through those tickets Every to see week, what you have. Every week I like go through and look at what I have this week, and I and I and, and every now and then I find a real nice surprise, like like the surprise, like like you I need to I, hire an intern to look. I got at that. like Pittsburgh and Indy under forty four. Mackenzie tells me I got USC plus three and a half. I was just against, gonna say if, against, you're, if you're short on funds, man, we've won a couple bets. I, I owe you some. Good, drop it off. <laughs> All right, I'll get to my car. One sec. <laughs> what happens if like uh, don't tell people you keep money in your car? <laughs> what happens if if it's like? You know, one of these offshore sports books, like five dimes or something, that just goes away one day, and they're just... well. That's why you don't play there. Well, I know. But... That we're, well, that's, it's a great question. So, so all Las Vegas sports books are licensed and bonded by the state of Nevada. So you think you'd be safe? Not so fast, my friend. The bond is in is insufficient to cover the liabilities. Only up to hundred thousand dollars. So this actually happened that hundred thousand dollars per customer. No, in total, this oh, was back shit. in in the year. So in like the late nineteen nineties, there was a casino called a Tom Sunset Casino slash the Beach, which was right by. If you walk from the Westgate to the old Riviera, um, you would walk towards the strip from the Westgate, you'd, you'd walk past the beach, which was a nightclub that also had a sports book. These clowns actually went bankrupt. Yeah, who knows what happened to the real funds, but they couldn't pay their patrons, and the Gaming Commission took it over. Bottom line is I had some uncashed uh, tickets, got back 60 cents on the dollar because mm. the bond was insufficient to cover the liability. So not only did these clowns go bankrupt, they went bankrupt, Scott, by um, like $160,000 yeah, you can't tell me that there weren't shenanigans wow. going on with that book. Well, with Seattle, here's what we've got. The better coach, extra prep time, and motivation. Home field. Something and home to field. play for. Home field. The the only Here's the list of coaches My the Raiders weight. have beat this, this week. RJ's Or this weight. year. They have beat Nathaniel Hackett. Great coach. And Lovey Smith. Even better. Josh McDaniels is in that same group. Like... It, the coaching edge we've got here is just so massive, and like I said, coming off a bye, it's even it's accentuated. I knew when Lovey Smith left Illinois that that program would go into the toilet. I knew it. Oh, I, no, I they saw almost, they almost beat Michigan. Yeah, I saw a stat the other like if you look at 
Lovey Smith's win-loss record since he left the Bears. Mm-hmm. At Tampa, Illinois, and Houston, I don't think he's had a winning, uh, winning season. Like, and there's like eight seasons of data there. He just doesn't win games. And Rex is our quarterback. But to be fair to him, the Bears were equally crappy with or without him. That's true. We can't can't blame him for that. Yeah. Um, But Seahawks here just feel like Super Bowl contending. Super Super Bowl participant, Rex Grossman. That's true. All right. So Seahawks, three weight for, uh, for myself, for RJ, for Scott, one weight for Fez. We will move to Fez's three weight. The Philadelphia Eagles. I don't understand this line. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I'm a lane six and a half. It's my three weight. Uh, I have the Eagles six points better than an average team. Eagles, they're pretty good. I know they've had two straight disappointing performances. The only thing I can say is that maybe there's a narrative, oh, they figured out the Hurts offense and how to stop it. Uh, I don't think the Green Bay defense is going to be able to stop it. And the Packers are dead man walking. You talk about your dream crusher. They've had 10 days to go ahead and pack the uh, – the golf clubs for mm. the, for the off season because they're 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 they are donezo as we like to use. By the way, Todd Wishnev got mad at me. That's his term. He's like sends me a little email. Donezo is officially my term. <laughs> That's not true. I use donezo too. I've used it for a while. No, he's used it for five years. Well, okay, I'm. You've never used donezo before. You might. I, I used donezo for a long for time. Sure. I want to see documentation. Uh, li- okay, listen. I've been on the radio since 2004, Steve Fezzik. I listen to Houston radio and I never heard of donezo. <laughs> okay. So a- uh, the Eagles have. They have not covered in three straight games. Jaylen, they do. But Jaylen, exactly. Jalen Hurts has never lost four straight ATS. Mm. So there's that. There is also this. Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. But he's and, had the broken thumb all year. Yes, that's the thing. That's what he said. He said, you saw, you know, it's been taped up. The, the, the broadcasts have been talking about his thumb being taped up. But he now, he's never said it was broken until now. Now he says it's a broken thumb. So, but he also says it doesn't affect him playing. You and that, and take. I think his quote was taken for what his word is. The it's not the reason I've been missing throws. About one out of every hundred throws comes out wrong because of the thumb. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, it, it doesn't yeah. sound like he's making excuses. It well, just sounds like hap- he's saying this is what's wrong. But what happens when uh, an, an Eagles defender comes in and same thing that would have happened last week makes contact with the thumb, hurts it a little more. No. I, I would go for like the Tillman punch and aim for the thumb, not the ball. <laughs> It just feels to me like it's kind of the same thing I said about the Cowboys a couple weeks ago, that it feels like this is a even in a down season for the Packers, six and a half is a lot of points to give this team. And the my biggest concern about the Eagles is starting to become glaring. They cannot stop the run. They are a bad, bad run. The 31st against the run. That's not good. The Packers have extra rest because they played on Thursday. Maybe we should play Rodgers under, huh? I, I don't I, mind that I, at all. You because will be there for the run. And, mm-hmm. and the path to beating this Eagles team is not throwing the ball. It's running the ball. Uh, it just feels like six and a half is, is more than I want to give Rodgers here, especially because the Eagles – and we've talked all season long. What's the If, if you want to say the Eagles are the best team, when the Eagles were, what, 7-0, and 8-0, what do we say? Well, why aren't they the best team? Well, they haven't played anybody. Mm-hmm. That's still the knock on the Eagles. Their best win is Dallas. Uh, Dallas with Cooper Rush. They beat Minnesota, and Pro Football Talk says that's the best team in the I, NFL. I think Pro Football Talk may have changed their tune after last week. But this is an Eagles team that I'm still not convinced is elite, elite, elite. The question is, where does this line go? 
As Fez always says, this is a nationally televised standalone game, Sunday Night Football. You're going to get more money coming in on it. It was seven earlier today. Where does it go? Fez, where does the line go? Line goes back up to seven. There's no does way it? this can drop any further. I yeah. mean, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that it went to six and a half. Does it, go, it. does it go to the other side of seven? I would have said yes before it went to six and a half, but 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 a big group just apparently thinks not because they 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 gobbled up plus seven like it was never like those jobs were going and they went and they ain't coming back. But I think they're wrong. Yeah, it, it, the the extra rest here for Green Bay. It, it, I just I can't get involved with the Eagles right now. I don't believe I've never fully believed in the Eagles, and the last two weeks, I, my all my doubts are starting to be like confirmed that okay they're good. I'm not saying the Eagles aren't good, but they're not elite and you know listen the Packers aren't good either so I'm not I'm certainly not trying to make a a, the Packers are underrated they're not they suck but six and a half points for Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night football where would you rank these teams where's first Philly how many points better than average Philly's probably I'd probably have them the eighth best team in the league Okay, so the eighth best team would be like Cincinnati be like three points better than I think that's probably a fair comp where would you have Green Bay probably 25th. No. Probably a, a, a 20th. Okay, my 20th best team's minus two, so that would make it a neutral five. Home field for two would get it to seven, right? Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm not. I'm not looking to. I'm not looking to step in front of or, or step in with the Packers. This is but also I just, RJ's I don't one want, weight, by the way. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with the Eagles. So Fez and RJ both on the Eagles. Fez with a three weight. RJ with a one weight. All right, let's go to Scott Seidenberg for your two weight game. Where are you going, Scott? I am going with the New Orleans Saints against everyone's Super Bowl champion now, the San Francisco 49ers. This you got some me, splaining to do. This to me is the ultimate sell high. I'm like the guy that's on the phone at the stock market. You know, waving my waving my hands, sell, 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 buy, 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 buy. I, I, I'm giving the hand signals out. Remember in Ferris Bueller when they yeah, go watch? Yeah, he's, yeah. Doing, he's doing the, the Cameron's doing the hand signals. I don't signals. remember that. So here's they go to the Chicago market. You're my there. hero, yeah. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> they go to the you know it's not the New York Stock Exchange, but they go to the one in Chicago and they're they're watching and Cameron's doing the hand signals, making fun of the guys that are signaling to their people to buy and sell the stocks. Score zero zero. Who's ahead? The Bears. <laughs> so, everyone is now calling the 49ers the third best team. Fez hasn't tied as the second best team in the NFL. To me, that's why this line is as high as it is. Jimmy G. Well, it depends. Do you, do you agree with Fez? Do you, do you think they are the tied for the second best team in the league? I would put them as the third best team in the NFL. Yeah. No, okay. fourth best team in the NFL. Who's the third? I think the Philadelphia Eagles are. Oh, God, I can't get there. Uh, okay. All right. Difference of opinion. All right. So, nine and a half is a lot. I wish it was 10. I wish it was 10 and a half. I wish it was 17 and a half. I, I wish would, it was three. I'd Jimmy, jump in on the same. Jimmy Garoppolo as a touchdown or more favorite, two, six, and one ATS. Mike Shan- uh, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo as home favorites. Six thirteen and one. I think that's much ATS. more significant because the wine and cheese. It's not like they're playing renegade like before the fourth quarter starts and everyone's getting drunk and screaming. You and know? and well, they, wasn't weren't they more than a touchdown favorite last week? 
and now we now you yes. see the record. And weren't they? Yeah. And weren't they more than a touchdown favorite in the Plinko game against the Chargers when they had the ball second and goal on the two? I didn't see yeah. those last three plays. Were they? Did they? What? What happened? Did they almost score? <laughs> the, so, they kicked the field goal in one by six when they were laying eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did they get to the one yard line? I don't know how close they got. I know it was second goal from the two. I don't remember exactly. Did they get a penalty? I was shocked because that they that the Chargers were totally gassed. I'm absolutely shocked they didn't punch it in. The Rams, you mean that game? Yeah. The when they was no when, no the Chargers twenty two sixteen. Oh, yeah. the Chargers game. Okay, twenty two sixteen. They uh, that field goal. It was a twenty yard field goal. Yeah. So they they got stuffed. Apparently, they ran three times, twice mm-hmm. on second and third down. Didn't get anything. Yeah. Okay. To me, this is what the same handicap that I have before about fading the team after Mexico City, playing at elevation, dealing with the travel now. Uh, again, I'll, I'll repeat the stats. Of the six teams, this is courtesy of the Action Network, of the six teams to play without a bye week after Mexico City, they were outscored in the second half of their next game, 81-44, and that includes 63-24 in the fourth quarter. So they spent, San Francisco spent some time, I don't know if it was in Colorado. In Colorado, mm-hmm. good or bad going forward? Well, they've been away for two weeks now, right? Yeah, I don't know. Now if it's they good come or bad. home. We always like I always like fading the team that comes home after the long road trip, right? Yes. To, I just think that there could be some fatigue late in the game. Ten, nine and a half is a lot. I don't think that the Saints are a bad football team. I do. I don't think so. They, 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 Where do you have the Saints, Fez? There's pieces on this team. The Name Saints. The, the Saints are really actually have some real nice stats. They're like yards per play five point eight, and they give up five point two. Is that even possible? As bad as they've been, it's but I still crazy. have them. I still have them two and a half points worse than an average team, despite all that. Uh, here's some of the the Saints road games results this year. The New Orleans Saints lost by eight at Carolina. They lost by eight at Arizona, and they lost by ten at Pittsburgh. Those are not good teams that they went on the road and got their asses that beat. That 10 by. to 20 loss to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. they, they really lost that game twice. They got, they, they got beat by 10, they tied the game, then they got beat by 10 again. Yeah, I, I do not trust the Saints away from home. I agree the Niners' home field advantage is not strong, but I, this, the Saints' road woes may outweigh any of that. And really, the only teams that have really pushed the Niners this year, it's the Chiefs who beat them. And then the Chargers who who played them within set, within six. Like it, I, I just think the line's inflated. The summer line in this game was four. The look ahead was about eight and a half. And now we're now we're seeing nine and a half. It's it's clear recency bias on everyone thinking that the 49ers are now the Super Bowl contenders and they're the, the thir- third best team in the NFL. Pursuant to that, Jeffrey Benson, the number two guy over at uh, Circus Sports mm-hmm. um, under Matt Metcalf. When I had tweeted, you know, you're basically you have no idea what you're doing. He says if you if you don't think that San Fran's better than Dallas and Philly, they're the yeah, best. Yeah, he said team. they would be favored on a neutral. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, you know, but but Cir- and Cirque is the, my number one rated sports book in Las Vegas. It's not close, and William Hill Caesars is number two. How many points better than an average book? Five points better. Okay, Ooh, it's a big difference. A and Caesars is a good four points clear of the third place. Oh, really? Sports book. Where's yes. Treasure Island? Treasure Island, you know, I I like. <laughs> gosh, it, um, is it Neville? Tony Neville runs that book, and, he, and and I'm friends with him. Oh, okay, but, but but he caters to to recreational players, okay. so they're unranked. All right, unranked. That's fair enough. All right, uh, let's go to Fez. Let's go to your two weight, which is your Cincinnati Bengals. 
Bengals minus one and a half. Um, this is going to be controversial. I so think it. I'm. This I lean s- the other way, this, so I want you to sway this is me. Gonna, all right, I'm going to sway everybody. I've, I've got. Um, Phil, for me, because I got to pull up my numbers here. I so I'll, I'll give you some stats. Joe Burrow is fourteen and three ATS in his last sixteen starts. All that dude does is win and cover. It, and away from home, boy, that sounds like Mike Vrabel, doesn't it? Away from home, Burrow fifteen and seven ATS, the most profitable away quarterback since twenty twenty. All right, Fez. All right, here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. I just sent this. I just, I just bet Tennessee plus three, and I bet Cincinnati minus two. These are bets that I tangibly made, all right? Okay. I got some kickback from some of the people that were making this, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, playing you know, get both sides. That can't possibly be profitable. So here's the numbers, all right? Here's what I came up with. I didn't do minus one app because I didn't actually bet that, but I can I can get there here. Let's assume um, that uh, Tennessee will win this game by three 9% of the time. Okay. Conservative assumption. Some people would say 10. We're going to use nine. Tennessee plus three. Good bet. 48, 43, and 9, you'll go. Profitable. Let's assume it's two and a half. Now the Bengals become the, the preferred side. Even though Tennessee, the current number is like 2.88 in the marketplace. So even though Tennessee's the right side at plus three, just make it two and a half. The Bengals are 52 and 48. That is not a profitable bet. But make it two, and the Bengals become 52, 46, and two. And now the Bengals are plus EV. If I knock it down to one half, this assumes 2% of the time that Tennessee wins by exactly – I'm sorry, that Cincinnati wins by exactly 2. It becomes 54, 46, and 2. So even though Tennessee covers 53% of the time at plus 3 at 1.5, the Bengals are the 54% play. The math is indisputable. In indisputable. Indisputable. Wow. I will say this. There's a great trend that I read online about Mike Vrabel. We know that he's – Fantastic. They're 24 and 14 ATS as a dog on the Mike Vrabel, the Titans are. But as an underdog last week, the Titans won their game. Mm -hmm. You would think natural letdown spot. Mike Vrabel, the week following a win as an underdog, 14 and 7 ATS. So no letdown. No letdown at all. In fact, I don't think the Titans can let down because the Titans are the kind of team that they've got to be because their their players aren't good enough to not be a max effort team. Do you agree with that? Except for the second half against Buffalo, I agree with that. Well, um, well, listen, Buffalo is just better than them, and they like they were getting their doors blown off. But like, but it would seem the way they win is to be disciplined and and play a sound football. Yeah, they don't screw things up. Yeah, but I want I want to clarify too. Like, and the reason I give all this math is that the talking heads out there. It's like the movie Running Man when Killian comes out and he's Eight like, and, and he's like talking to, 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 to the crowd, and then Schwarzenegger comes up and Killian is lying to you. The talking heads are lying to you. They're like, yeah, it's easy to say after the fact that San Fran was the right side against Arizona. Of course they were, you know. But you know, for the most part, when you're betting for a living, it's the price, it's the point spread. At one and a half, the Bengals are the right side. At three. I'm probably going to give my clients the Titans. I like the Titans plus three. Where are the Titans in your power ratings? I've got my power ratings support the Titans. Completely. They have to. Yeah, the Titans are, are the tenth best team, and the and the Bengals. Well, now part of this is that Chase may come back. Okay, okay. I have the Bengals one point better without Chase. So if Chase came, does that back, count for Joe Mixon being out? Yes. Okay. Running backs don't matter. Okay. Because you just throw more, you actually get better for, mm-hmm. for one game. But 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 you know the bottom line is. I mean, at some point, I'm going to respect the market enough to if if the line is three and I can lay one and a half or I can take four and a half, 
that is a no-brainer of all no-brainers. People are like you can't play that way. That's the, you know that, that, that's you're not going to ever win any contest playing that way. It's like well, I won six of them. This is one way. of the things you guys talk about all the time. Flip the line home to away. This is this is strong. Are you, are you getting to Bengals minus six, minus no. six and a half at home? There's no, no way. No, I, I just. So the, I, I, I I bet more on the Titans plus three than the Bengals minus one and a half. Okay, since the, then the Bengals minus two, but at one and a half, the number's just too off market. I have to play it. By the way, this is a complete stance taken by the contest to have this line. Oh, this for way. sure, because there's in, no one and a half well, in the no, market. In the market right now, hmm. Circa's got Cincy minus three, right? Well, and, minus two point eight. There's vig. Uh, nope. There's no VIG? No VIG now. Really? Oh, no, uh, no, it's minus 105. Cincy no, no. minus 3, minus 105. So it's 2.9. Okay. Yeah. Now we look at, there's two and a halves out there. And, yeah, there's two and a halves out I there. I want Tennessee plus 3 at 15. South Point's got Pardon two me? and a half. Tennessee plus 3 at minus 115. No, you want Tennessee plus 3 minus $1.10. But you that's not going to be available. Is it, it is available right Where? now. Where? I think uh, Gold Nugget has it. Oof. One second. I'll tell you what, Westgate's got... Cincy plus three at even money. That's going to be minus one twenty on Tennessee. I want the Tennessee side at three. I want a one ten clean on Tennessee. I'm looking. I'm looking. Talk about a movie. I'll find it. All right. Well, so let me. I don't know. Let me just say these. Here's things. what you will find: Tennessee being my favorite teaser leg this week. Oh, one. Well, I'd Tennessee. Rather best pl- I'd rather bet plus three. You know what? Tennessee or Carolina plus two and a half. As a teaser, like against the Broncos, because who are the Broncos going to beat by more than nine points? Like I can't. Will there be nine happened. points scored in that game? I don't know. Can, but, can we? But you want to bet the no touchdown? That like, what's the total <laughs> going to close in that game? And getting getting a, a Wong teaser in a game that's going to be like probably the lowest total of the year. Yeah, that feels very juicy to me. Uh, I agree. The Titans are indeed plus three at Golden Nugget. Now this is interesting. Minus one ten. Yes. Okay. Um, if it wasn't minus one ten, I'd say so. The um, now, now I like what the Golden Nugget does. Okay, they 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 limit me. I'm a sharp. I don't know if they. I'm sure they don't limit everyone. They they have a nickel limit. Okay, so they give me a nickel. But this is and the wind does the same thing. And I really like this. So I bet my nickel, and then they don't give me this. Like and this is why the Westgate is not a top. It's not a top two book. If I bet a nickel at the Westgate and they don't move the line, then I try to bet another nickel. They say you have already bet your maximum on this game. Screw you. You can't bet again. But the win and the Golden Nugget have better software because what their software says is after a period of time, I don't know if it's three minutes or five minutes, that goes by. I can't bet it like in eight seconds later. Right. After they get to look at my bet, hey, Fez is betting this, and they choose not to move it. They're saying, we want this. Mm-hmm. They let me bet it again. Nice. And they again. analyze their risk. And again. <laughs> yeah. And again. I can bet as many times as I want as long as I wait my three minutes b- b- between each pop. That is the right way to book. To have this, well, you bet it once, you can't bet it again crap, which, which by the way, a lot of books – Including DraftKings, and I believe FanDuel do that. That's just ridiculous. It's like you, know, you, you your sportsbook manager can't just tell you you can't bet it anymore. Guys like me are going to get so angry. We're going to send twenty three guys into your book yeah. to all bet it simultaneously. I wouldn't do that, would I, Scott? Never. I already got my plan, my trip planned. Uh, and I think the other thing to look at for the Titans Over is the dam. <laughs> the Titans are getting healthy too. The Titans uh, got Bud Dupree back at practice this week. They got Ben Jones, their guard, back at practice. They were this really week. hammered on the defensive injuries. They but have, they've and, had ten days, and they still are pretty hammered in the secondary. I think, which would make a Jamar Chase return scary. It's a good point. But seven of the they've won seven of the last eight. 
since that Buffalo game. And that one loss was the overtime loss at Kansas City. And I want to talk about another loss that the Titans had. Uh, that would be a playoff game where they um, threw three interceptions and the Bengals beat them. So they have playoff revenge when they were the number one seed in the AFC. Oh, AFC. yeah, nine that's, sacks, right? That's oh, no, that was uh, the game that they sacked them nine times. I think 13 the, or something. They no, they sacked, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times, yeah. and, and the Bengals still won the game. I, it's, so as John Goodman would say in Revenge of the Nerds, if a team did that to me, I'd do something about it. I would, too. And for Tennessee, Nine and a half. To, with the run game being limited for Cincinnati, if, if Tennessee says, oh, you're a one-dimensional offense, mm-hmm. Tennessee's a kind of – they're the kind of defense that can have some success against you. So – I'm I'm in no rush to I, I again if I can get a clean three I, I'll I'll go down and and maybe I'll go down to the nugget as you say I, I think I think the gold nugget right now is and Tony Miller running it is a uh, your your only viable option oh you know what it's at a place called Bet Rivers also so, I don't have any access to that one all you so. got to do is drive across the the the, the to the Arizona I I don't know if or you might have to drive all the way to Colorado no I'm not driving to Colorado to bet Tennessee plus three all right uh, but our, you can certainly drive downtown. Yes. I can drive down. Just downtown. don't get in any trouble down there, okay? I would never. Uh, let's go with I'll, – I'll, I'll throw out RJ's two weight here because there's crossfire. It's my one weight. I knew Scott was going to crossfire this. Good. Poke Jacksonville plus four uh, is RJ's two weight, my one weight. Baltimore minus four is Scott's one weight. You know what? Let's give Fez the honor since he's the one with no no skin in this. What, what do you see in Baltimore and Jacksonville, Fez? Well, I always start with my power ratings, and I have Baltimore four points better than an average team, sixth best team. I don't think I'm on an island. I think everyone agrees. Okay. The entire world. So where's Jacksonville rated? I have Jacksonville way above market, I believe. I've got them my 15th best team, but I do have a minus a half. The, there's, their underlying stats lean a lot more to – Average than awful, right? Right. So they've outscored their opponents' yards per play, offense five point seven, defense five point seven. This is an if there was a if there was a one card in the deck of cards. I think that Jacksonville is the public feels are the six of diamonds, but they're really the eight of clubs. They are Joe Q average across the board, and Baltimore should be laying four against a Joe Q average team, which what the line is. However, I could. I think this line's going to go up because the public thinks they're the six of diamonds, and if they're the six of diamonds, Baltimore should be laying five and a half. I'll go next. It feels like the Ravens are in a portion of their schedule where they're just going through the motions. Mm. There's no game that more displayed that than what they did last week against Carolina. Mm -hmm. There's no way they shouldn't have beheaded that Carolina team. Well, we had the stomach flow again. Okay. Every Allegedly, week. yeah. It seems Every like, week. boy, the flu keeps going around that Ravens locker room. Well, the, co- the quarterback, the, the quarterback right. is, is ill. Every he's got week. he's got irritable bowel syndrome. Something like Who dude's doesn't? like having to leave games to poop. He's just got all kind of problems. Stop having the Defaro pizza nightly. But the Ravens defense has gotten a lot better, which I, I credit them for. Because, but they're still just they're not pulling away from teams. They're banged up on the offensive line. They're rotating their running backs every week because of injury. They have no continuity. And Lamar's played fine, but not after three weeks, Lamar was a legitimate MVP candidate. And people will still talk about him like he is an MVP candidate, but he's not. If you go, if you look at the last six weeks or so. He's broken 300 total yards once in the last six weeks. 
He's averaged one touchdown per week. That's passing, rushing, total touchdowns, one per one per week in the last six weeks. Lamar Jackson is a he's still a really good player. He's having a good season. Lamar Jackson is not playing it like an he's not even in the discussion for MVP anymore. Really, there's three guys in discussion. So Hertz and Tua are the new contenders, and Patrick Mahomes is Josh Allen out. Josh Allen's out. He's got that that screwed up elbow. He's just going to keep fading. I mean, Tua missed three games. All he does is throw like five touchdown passes every game. Yeah. All right. Uh, Plus, there's 17 games, so now that's true. So now you can miss one. It doesn't even hurt you. May I? Yes. Baltimore. They're pretty good, right? Yeah. Sixth defensively DVOA in the last five weeks, and yeah, I just said the defense has gotten way better. Yeah. Did you mention how much how much better they've gotten with Roquan Smith now? Yeah, I mean they, they, now that is an excellent. Their defense point. was awful the first half mm-hmm. of this season, and they've been very good in in the the, the latter. And like, I'm no, I don't mean first half like week nine on. I mean like the first half of their games versus the, the latter half. They they've been much better. Jaguars have no home field advantage. They're okay. they're not a good team at all. We give them a half and, point or a point for the other team having to travel. Got to give them at least a half. Do we give them one? No, you give you give them a half just only if there's heat, and if there's no heat, then you don't give but them. But the other half. team has to get on the plane. That can't be conducive. So from Baltimore to, to Jacksonville, what is it? A, a, a ninety minute flight, two hours. Still the most. Got to go through security. <laughs> they, they got their own private things. Then how come the guy got busted the one time with the forgot he had the handgun and uh, I just I happened to forget. So you have the Ravens in their three losses have only trailed for a total of 120 seconds. This team is good. Um, the Jaguars, when allowing 14 points or more with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, are two and 21 straight up. This is not a good team. I don't know why everybody buys in on this Jaguars team. I don't understand it. It's on paper, they're average. I don't understand it, Fez. Lamar Jackson on the road is 20 and 11 against the spread. They almost covered against Kansas City and they were minus, minus three in turnovers, Jackson. Doug always. Peterson, as a head coach, has lost three straight, both straight up and ATS, with extra rest. Uh, and this is a Jaguars team that's gotten worse. Over the past couple of weeks. All right, you want to say that's maybe? not true. Ter- Trevor Lawrence has played like two of his three best games the last I, I think Scott's right about the defense. Defensively, they've they gotten, gotten, they've gotten worse. worse. With offense, yeah, part of this is ETN keeps playing out of his mind. So that's that's yeah. really helped the offense. So the stat that I have here is uh, since the start of October, the Jaguars rank 31st in defense, 27th in DVOA. They have gotten worse. As the season has progressed. So you want to say early in the season, okay, we're back in Jacksonville. They're a good team. They're underrated, this and that. Well, now they're back to being the Jacksonville Jaguars that we remember from a season ago. Can they we stick. play over 45 and a half? Because it sure seems to me Baltimore's going to get 30, Scott. When they got 13 last week against Carolina? All the more reason to put up points this Stomach week. Stomach flu. All the more reason to put up Carolina points. Carolina has a good defense. Carolina has a top five defense. I th- 13 points. I think you're top five. I think you're buying into what you saw last week. I think you're buying into that. I think you're buying into the recency bias of Baltimore looking terrible last week, and that's that's the reason why you're fading against them. I mean, maybe they look terrible because their playmaking situation is bleak. Mark Andrews is not 100%. He wasn't 100% last week. Who else do they have? Like, Devin Duvernay's had two catches in the last two games. 
He's he's a ghost now. That, that now that teams are putting their number one corner on him, he's not that guy anymore. Well, they got a quarterback that can break it for eighty yards in any one play. But why isn't he doing that? Because he not, hasn't done that since week three. He's been ill. It? He's been ill for ten weeks. Like there's something going on. I, I it's the the Ravens' offense just does, and they're they're now without probably without Stanley at left tackle. Like the, I like the Ravens. I've I'm I've been the one saying the Raven when Fez said the Ravens are eliminated I said you're crazy this team is the, they're the the third best team in the AFC in my opinion but right now they are just down so many bodies on offense that they can't pull away from teams and I, I again I'm I'm no I I've been with you Scott I'm no Jacksonville lover I'm not one of these guys who thinks Jacksonville's better than what what their record says they, I really don't mm-hmm. I, I think the Jags suck. But I've seen life out of Trevor Lawrence the last two weeks. I've seen Trevor. Uh, I've seen Travis Etienne running the ball really well the last couple yes. weeks. It just feels like it, it, the Ravens are because they were so banged up early in the season. They're just and now they're starting. The, all the def- defensive injuries have healed up. Now they've got a ton of offensive injuries. It feels like they're just trying to say, okay, we're going to lean on our defense and we'll get through this this stretch of let's face it, bad teams that they're playing right now. And we'll come out the other side all the better for it. I, I just don't trust them to pull away from anybody because that's not what they're doing right now. They couldn't pull away from the freaking Panthers last week. My feelings on this are that people are out thinking themselves. They're trying to be too cute. The Jaguars are a too cute pick. This is exactly what you said about the Lions against the Giants last week. And the Lions beat the dog shit out of the Giants. Although, look at the box score. The Giants... Well, yeah, when you turn the ball over 82 times. Now, now if RJ was here, I was like, Scott? But, you know, we'd we'd look at this and we'd say, well, actually, it should have been a much closer game. Yeah, they should have lost by four. You know, If we looked at our numbers. That's still still an effing disaster to to, to, to tie. (laughs) And they lost by 13. So I give you, they tie. So they they lost by three. That's still horrendous. Yeah. All right. uh, My two-weight game. I'm going to go with... The Miami Dolphins. Who? Miami Dolphins. Minus 13 and a half hosting the Houston Texans, who will not be playing Davis Mills at quarterback. Kyle Allen. Lovey Smith's been answering his questions after last week. When are you going to take when are you going to give someone else play calling duties? Pep Hamilton is a disaster hmm. as an OC. Lovey Smith says, nope, sticking with him. Now you play the Miami Dolphins who in the last three weeks have averaged 35 points per game. For the Texans to cover this number, they would have to score 22 points. The Texans have scored more than 20 points one time this season. That was week four against the Chargers. And now they're going to be asked to score that many points with a backup quarterback who's had minimal preparation I don't see how it happens. If you pull out the three weeks that Tua was injured, the Dolphins have the best passing offense per DVOA, and it's by a mile. They are 13.5% better in DVOA pass than the Chiefs, who are number two. They've been incredible. The Texans are 30th in pass coverage per PFF. They're now going to be without uh, Derek Stingley, their first-round corner. It, this It's just a nightmare the Dolphins, when they're healthy on offense, which they are right now, are a problem for good teams. They're certainly a problem for the shitty Texans. 
the Dolphins dog walk this team. Can, can you uh, dog walk? Can you pull up the Houston Texans schedule the rest of the year for me? I can do that because I, I, I want to. I like where you're going here. I don't disagree at all. I would look towards Miami, but I'm, I want to make a prop bet on season wins on Houston Texans. Go ahead and read me that the remaining. They've got one win right now, and they start at Miami. At Miami, home Browns with Deshaun Watson. At Cowboys, home Chiefs, at Titans, home Jags, at Colts. How many wins are the Texans going to get in that stretch? Give me an over-under. I think one. I think that's a good number. I really think they're going to get one. I think it's, yeah. So, So their adjusted season win number should be two. Maybe two and a half if you say, ah, you know, yeah, any well, given Sunday. Where are they at? They're at three. They, and I played under three. I would play under three. And that's part of the reason I have no money left to bet because there was a three at Caesars. Don't you have $3,798 in your pocket at the moment? I got to save that for socks. Did you take $2 out of that pile of money? Ooh. Ooh. Mackenzie, was this our, our, our winner on UCLA? A couple others since June. We've been we've been keeping a tally. We take, are now even. Zero, did you zero. take out your your cut? Of course. Okay. Did you did? Yes. How is, uh, is that? And ten percent for his manager. Is that three thousand seven hundred ninety eight dollars or thirty eight hundred? That's thirty eight hundred. I, I don't know. I got two hundred more for you. I don't know if I'm like the um, the the guy in Phoenix. You know when 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 he was counting out the hundred dollar bills during the the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Um, the uh, or it's like the Virgil, the bodyguard. You know, and the million oh, yeah, dollar yeah, man yeah. would always do that after he took after he took the cash. Money, money. Everybody's got a price. Everybody, you know, I, I wonder, everybody's got, got a price. I, why are, are people so lacking in, in, in origination? Because if you give an example with the combo, if um, or with Giannis, if they were um, if they really wanted to disrupt him, they could have practiced this before. Like they would have cue cards for different chants, and they go one, two, three. Four, six, 23, a 101, 682, you know, just random ridiculous numbers. That, you can't tell me that wouldn't distract somebody. I agree. As opposed to, oh, nice routine. We know what's coming. Yeah. It's like, what is uh, the same thing with these thunder sticks where everybody bangs them? It's just random noise. How about we get like two guys, a stripper and a fat guy hitting thunder sticks only? That'd be good. I'd be for right? that. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest crowd heckle ever, though, was it, was it Vanderbilt College Baseball? Where they would chant ball one, ball two, and then every, they would go, and then it was like every time if the pitcher went, yeah, you know, however many balls he threw in a row, it was like ball eleven, yeah. ball eleven, <laughs> ball eleven, ball twelve, ball. You know? I lo- I love the overrated <laughs> chant. I love, but but it kind of says something like, why would you say the team that you're you're upsetting is I never overrated? Understand that because yeah. it makes it sound like you're achieving less. But like when yes. Duke when Duke is number one and they beat a number four, then overrated. Right? Yeah, that should be how it works. Yes. Yeah, when you beat the team that's rated ahead of you, don't don't do overrated. Yeah. Just feel say, good about just it. Storm yeah. the court and be happy. All right. So anybody fighting back on Dolphins minus thirteen Not and a half at here? All. I want no. I, Look, I not, and a half, uh, yeah, of course. I'm not waiting for 14 and a half to pop so I can go bet on Lovey Smith. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that gives us one game. Only left. one game left that no one had a take on. Because we're all teasing it. We're all teasing it, I believe. That is the Broncos at the Panthers. Panthers Ugh. plus two and a half. I, both these teams are dead to me. I don't know if Denver can score nine points to they, cover the so, teaser. Are the, Bron- the Broncos, should they be road favorites against anybody? Maybe the Texans? 
Here's what we have. We have a total of, what's the total here? 36 and a half updated right now. 36 across the board. What's okay. the lowest total closing total in, in the, our database? In the last 10 years, 35 Pittsburgh-Baltimore in 2019. This should be like the World Cup. They should have a three-way line. Denver-Carolina draw. <laughs> You'd think. Right? Would you, would you play the push on this game? You know, <laughs> I want to play the no touchdown scored. I want to address. I want to address. I want to address the th- the three way betting though. The the, the best, best illustrates how stupid it is. So I saw an Argentina line. Okay, so Argentina was. Um, I hope I get this right. It was like minus eight hundred. Okay? okay, something like that. The and, draw, and Saudi Arabia was plus twenty two hundred. Yeah. So the draw was like plus seven fifty, and the Saudi Arabia was like plus twenty five to one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Twenty five to one. So if you bet. Argentina, and you bet the draw, okay, if the you, you lose a little bit of money if you bet both of them 98% of the time. And if Argentina, but if Saudi Arabia wins outright, which they did, you lose everything. And it just it's just ridiculous. And people are trying to beat, like, like I'll see that line with sometimes in a really low total competitive price game. I'll see like team A is plus 180. The draw is two to one. The other team's plus 180. You can bet all three and lock in a loss because there's no way you can win. <laughs> McKenzie, give us a, uh, an overview of how rare it is to have a total like this. Over the last two years, this will be the third time a total's been under seven. Both of those times before included— Under the, seven? No, under under, under 37. Uh, yes. The other two totals in the last two years that were this low had a Giants team with— uh, I believe they were the worst team ever, right? Right, Fez? According to your power ratings, they had no yes. quarterback? Yes. So that's the only other comp the last three they years. Were, they were a minus 12 and a half. I got to give a bad beat story also. Okay. And then I want to play a, a hypothetical game with you. So this, is the, this is really funny. So there, there, there's um, um, a, a guy, uh, Drew Dinsick is the whale capper. And mm-hmm. he has this, he, he makes all these bets in the World Cup. They have like a Calcutta with um, with various um, uh, better betting guys. And they bet on teams. And, and you can bet on bad World Cup teams because they have like a booby prize. If your team gives up the most goals... There's a prize for this, like six and a half percent of the pool. If you've got mm-hmm. the team that gives up the most goals, well, Spain scored seven yesterday. You, right? you yeah. see where I'm going. Yeah. So, so Drew comes on and he's celebrating. He's going to Hawaii to celebrate his winnings because he's got um, Iran and they give up six goals. And he says, "I am just looking fat." He's like, "I'm going to be sweating this out though the next like three weeks because I should win. And at the very worst, I should push. But maybe someone could get six goals and, I, and I'm going to make like nine thousand dollars." All right. Well, Drew, your sweating is done. Yeah, Costa Rica gave up seven. Costa Rica gives up seven the very next game. Unreal. That's like scoring eighteen runs in a baseball. Yeah, game. that is. That's. Uh, that's. I, I saw that score this morning. I was like, "What?" And my, somehow my brother is betting on World Cup games. I have no idea where he's getting information from, but he was like, "Spain over two and a half goals. Let's go." That like, now that what? was a sharp play. Yes, I, I guess so. I probably, yeah. I, my brother probably Espana. made like twenty bucks off of it. It's, but that's yeah, that's the uh, the kind of bets he's making right now. I want to ask you guys this: If I told you at the beginning of this season, if there was a summer line that said Broncos minus two and a half at Carolina, I would have bet it in the summer, absolutely. And I told you, without question, Sam Darnold is playing quarterback for the Panthers. 
You know, it's interesting. How much do you unload on that? The Panthers are so bad, we don't care. We're anymore. not adjusting for we, quarterback we, we, we anymore. We don't. You know, They're all the Mayfield same. is like banged up. You know the uh, the, the, the you know the the, the, the Texas yeah. Ranger. Can They're all the ball They're all yards, awful. There's no upgrade there's no for quarterback. Change. There's no downgrade. All these guys suck. Every like that. That's. I do think that's a telling story. It's like bringing a new stalker in on the Running Man. It's not going to change anything. Captain Freedom, the wardrobe. It was ten and a half. Oh no! I keep counting the movie references. Oh, sorry. What, Captain Freedom, wardrobe. What would you? What, what would you have bet? Broncos minus two and a half at the Panthers preseason. Well, nothing, because uh, but but I'll, no, I'll do the math. So the, here here's the math. So the Broncos season win number was nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Carolina was six. And, uh, Carolina was six and a half. Yes. Yeah, so the difference between them was three. Three times. This is the way I I got to go through. It, times two point three on a neutral seven, and two for home field. Line should have been five. Wow. Should have been five. Yeah, that what that tells you is Carolina has been more downgraded than than Denver, which is surprising. Or Denver's been more downgraded than Carolina, which is surprising to me because. Well, I mean, but Carolina was supposed to be bad and they suck. Mm-hmm. They're terrible, and Denver was supposed to be a, a playoff team, and they're bad. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's a much bigger. In fact, I can give you those numbers. So Denver. The Broncos have scored 13 touchdowns this season. That's the lowest oh amount in the NFL. God. Oh, you know, this is interesting. This shocks me. I've only downgraded Denver three and a half points. What? I, I know. I I didn't have them very high to start. Where's Russ on your quarterback rankings right Whoa. now? Whoa. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. And Carolina, I've downgraded three and a half points. So this is interesting. So Russell is just right above they're, they're Zach the Wilson same. in our, com- oh, our composite God. rankings. Russell Wilson is the you know, Wilson I, brothers. I used to, you know, it's interesting because I'm used to looking. Phillips. When I look for Wilson, I go from the top. I could go from the top down. That is a mistake. I got to go from the bottom up. I have twentieth, twentieth in quarterback next to Marcus Mariota and Trevor Lawrence. Oh my! Hmm. I'll be honest. If there was a gun to my head and say said pick a side on this game, you have to play a side. I'd pick Carolina. So would I. I, I mean. The Bron- I I do like the Broncos defense, but right now they're not healthy. Uh, Quan Williams is out. I'm confident in the teaser. I'm I very agree. confident. Yeah, Jonathan Harris is out. They're de tackle. They're running out of weapons on this offense. It's already pathetic. They, they place Chase Edmonds on the IR the same week they release Melvin Gordon. If ever there was a game, though, I would not play that two and a half point dog on the money line. Well, I, I would always tease a low total. Sure, but if, if you said teasers have been outlawed, like they they're at the South Point where they rape you on the odds, never play a teaser at South Point. The um, uh, if if they said you have to play the money line or you have to take plus two and a half, but I'm going to give you plus one thirty. That would be normally would be an auto take, but you know, doesn't it just feel like every Denver game is twelve to eleven? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I actually think that Sam Darnold might be an upgrade. He might be. Might I don't be. know. He yeah. might be. But I, I know that Hamler, uh, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy both missed practice. Andrew Beck's questionable. It's Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack in the backfield. Yeah, they released uh, Melvin Gordon. The, the, like, there's just nothing that makes me want to play Denver as a favorite right now. Even with Sam Darnold. You know what the problem with Darnold and Mayfield is? They suck at football. They're they're relative to they're capable backups, all right. They're certainly very capable backups, but they don't inspire people. It's like Jerry Maguire. They don't play with the Quan, uh, and they well, do not inspire people. And here's why: eleven and a half. It, it, this is the this is the problem. If Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were drafted in the seventh round, we, we okay when they come in and do what they do, we'd say all right, they're serviceable. But because they were top five picks, they stink. Like, and Baker Mayfield, like, 
you could not have had a worse season in a year where you were supposed to get your money. Like, and, there's nothing, and there's nothing worse like for team chemistry where you get a guy that got paid all this money and had big contracts and he's just not very good. And it just seems to drag the whole team. This happens with NBA teams, too. When Ben Simmons goes out there yeah. and, and, and he's a capable NBA player, but he's like being paid like he's a top 20 player, it's, um, it's not good for team chemistry. So there you go. That's every game on the Week 12 board in a nutshell. Uh, five four three two one style. Even RJ in absentia left us his five four three two ones. So uh, do with that as you will. We, I, you know what, Fez? Let's talk about this for real quick before we get out of here. The Thursday of th- like the Thanksgiving week in the these contests. How often are you going to play a game from the Thanksgiving slate, if ever? Because it's certainly like you have to. It, I guess the only time you would do it is if you liked all three games, and it, it, then it maybe makes it worth play giving up the the info on the other two games. But if you don't like all three of them, you have to wait for the se- the Sunday game. Yeah, I, I need a sixty three percent play. All right, and why do I say a sixty three percent play? Because I'm giving up so much on information yeah. on the next four plays now. The information hasn't benefited me, so I'm not going to win the contest this year. Example, I had the Bills minus three and a half in the one game that closed six and a half because of the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, you know, getting reported in or out as the deadline approached. Yeah, and they um, and they were up four and they blew it against the Vikings. Um, but the having that information is so key. It's going to raise your win rate so much, you know, to be able to submit Saturday afternoon that I need a really great play. And like you said, it certainly would help if I've got another good play that I like on Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday. Now, people are like, well, wait a minute. You're you're a professional handicapper and you focus on the NFL. You know, you, you should there should be times that you love all the lines. People, I never love anything. There is like never a <laughs> oh on a Monday morning. Sure. There's times on Monday morning I wake up and I go, this is, I love this bet. All right. And listen to the opening market report. By Friday, I would say there are, if you said, what are my top 20 bets I'm making in the NFL that I I like? I can make 20 bets and I really like. They're all props. They're all props or they're look aheads or they're season wins. Yeah. You know what I like? I like Houston under three wins. What's my number two pick? Houston to win under three wins. What's my number three pick? Uh, Week. 13, Carolina, I'm sorry, San Francisco is playing Miami. Guess what that total is? I what, just bet this. The total? The total. Oh. San Francisco, very good defense against yeah. Miami. Uh, I would guess 42-ish. You're fired. Scott. Well, uh, I don't know. What, what's the total? You just told me about the Miami Dolphins and, and like how Tua is going to win the, 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 the MVP. I, I didn't say he was going to win. The, I said he missed three games. The total was 46. It's got to be 50. 50. It's got to be 50. You think so? With 49ers playing defense the way they are? The 49ers are playing off. The, the, the 49ers are just balling on both sides of the ball. So the, so, so the 49ers are like an average, well, I would say, in terms of where where I would rate them at the average scoring, the rest of the year is going to be a forty five. I'd put the Niners at like a forty five, and I would put the Dolphins. So they're an average team, and I would say the Dolphins would be like a fifty. So we would expect the total to be a fifty. Forty six way too low. In a bold prediction, it'll close north of fifty. Okay. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that. I, maybe, I, I'll, yeah. maybe I'll be wrong. We'll see. I, I mean, we've seen this. The Niners gave up sixteen to the Chargers. Before that, they gave up 14. Chargers had no receivers. Yeah. They were thrown to that big guy, that, that big blocking tight end 
from Georgia. Yeah, you might be right. All right. I, I, maybe I can get down with that. Uh, Miami scores 30 a game. Yeah. But against San Francisco, do they? So they get 24. Okay. All right. And they All lose. Right. So we go over 46. And we went over our movie reference total. Way over. Way over. So uh, that will do it for another episode of R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. There's only one thing left to do, Fez. Hey. Hey. Let's be careful out there. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanksgiving.